Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Welcome to another edition of Nerdificent. I am one half of your host, Danny Fernandez. That sounded spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and sitting across from me. Hey, how's you? How you doing? It's your boy, if you wide away. As always, coming in, munching. I wanted to say the reason why it sounded spooky is because our host today, who is the host of Geek History Lesson, Ashley Robinson, just brought up the Adams Family trailer. Yeah. Yeah, you like, oh, I'm sorry. We um, Also, we don't cuss, but they'll bleep that. Oops, sorry. It's okay. Should have asked before we started. We do, but um, we're not supposed to. Um, sorry, engineer. So you liked it, but a, but I saw a lot of people online that didn't. I did like it. Um, I like it because I'm trying to hope that everything is awesome. Like, what mm-hmm. if it's awesome instead of what if it totally. sucks? Because I've been surprised by things that I thought were going to suck and turned out to be awesome mm-hmm. in the past. Um, and, and the opposite as well, like with some current movies that are uh, superhero genres in the theater right now. And I really like the cast, so I was super into that. And I'm into the fact that the art here is more referential to the original comic strips. I think people oh, totally. don't like it because mm-hmm. it feels like a departure from the 90s cartoon or the live action. Movies. Yeah. yeah. But the cast is so incredible. I mean, Oscar Isaac, what? Oh, yeah. Mm. So I was really excited about that. Uh, if everyone else isn't excited, there's more for me. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I know there's that weird thing that it feels like people are like, well, if people are liking a thing I don't like, I have to make sure they know that they shouldn't like it. Like, people don't like have differing opi- opinions anymore, it feels like. Well, we're not allowed to, right? And then if... Uh, if they're a fan of you, they get extra mad about it because we're all supposed to be friends online. <laughs> but you know what? Friends disagree in real life and it's okay. I promise it'll be okay. I'm so for like wanting things to do well. Mm-hmm. And um, I love any time, like say if a movie doesn't do as well, but someone loves it. I like that because it means that you were able to enjoy it in some way. Like anytime the world is horrible and anytime anyone can enjoy <laughs> anything, I'm a fan of it. Yeah. As totally. long as it's not hurting anyone. Right. That's the big rule. <laughs> Um, Ify, what are you into this week? Oh, man, I'm into, I got back into Rainbow Six Siege. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Wow. It's great, yeah. You know, I I used to go so hard at it, and then I just got distracted by other games, and today, me and my boy, Mr. Moogly, we did a squad stream and got all the way up to uh, Gold 2, so I think I might actually hit Plat for the first time in my Rainbow Six Siege career this season, so. I am proud of you. Oh, I can't tell if Dan or... No, okay, never mind. I thought somebody was clapping in the back, but they weren't. That was towards the dog. I but- fully <laughs> thought you said Mr. Magoo when you were explaining that. Mr. Moogly. So in my brain, you've had a tiny white blind man following you around throughout the whole game. <laughs> Ify, I'm super into the Twilight Zone that dropped, and that's another thing that a lot of people have Very been... Very controversial. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I do feel like it feels like the original Twilight Zones. Obviously, it's not going to feel exactly like them, um, nor should it probably. It's going to be somebody else's take on it. But I do feel like a lot of people who are just like, I saw the twist coming. I'm like, then maybe it wasn't about the twist. Like if it was just about the twist, it might be like an M. Night Shyamalan type of thing. But there are some very heated points of social commentary that happen in in a couple of the episodes that I feel people are not talking about. And I feel like as a woman of color, I did kind of, um, especially Adam Scott's, uh, hit me in a different way. So um, that's all I'll say on that. But yeah, I enjoyed it. And I can't wait for the next one to drop this Thursday. This is not an ad for them. Weird. We, I sh- <laughs> we should, though. I should be getting my CBS All Access for free. Um, here's, here's a fun thing about CBS All Access. If you cancel your subscription a year and a half later, you can still access everything that's exclusive Whoa. on there. Because I canceled mine two Valentine's days ago, and I still have access to all the exclusive content. <laughs> Are you sure they're not charging you on like some I am, random I PayPal I that you forgot about? I called them, and I checked all my bank statements, and uh, shout out to Rashad, the gentleman who helped me, and he was like, <laughs> he was like I don't know, man, just keep watching it. <laughs> so, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, we're always giving you guys hot tips here on Nerdificent. I know, I guess, woo. Or maybe they just know who you are, and they was like, we want you to write about us. They were yeah, like, we really real. liked that 31 episode Star Trek parody web series that you made in 2014. So you yeah. can watch Discovery as long as you want. And it's funny because I'm not the one in my household who watches Discovery. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Anthony Rapp is not enough to keep me watching that show. Mm. And I do love Brent. So. I'm going to keep watching all of Twilight Zone because I want to see what the other episodes are. There you go. Um, today we are covering Teen Titans. Oh, and yeah. And Ashley, you are an expert in these in these kiddos. They're my favorite super team. When Danny asked me if uh, this was a subject that I knew anything about or liked, I was super thrilled. And I was like, how nerdy can I get? Because <laughs> they're the best. They were the top-selling DC title for 12 years. Dang, uh, what years were those? Uh, 80 to 92. It was okay. between them and then the Uncanny X-Men were the top two best-selling comics. That's the new Teen Titans, the Wolfman Perez era that affected and inspired uh, the TV shows that I think we're going to be talking a lot about today. Yeah. But yeah, they're very important. And they're actually, in terms of profitability, DC's most profitable franchise. Really? So we like to think about the Justice League. But so the Justice League have comics. Uh, Teen Titans have comics as well. There's also Titans, Young Justice all fall under that same banner. It's all the same creative teams and all the same characters. So they have more titles consistently that sell better than Justice League, although Justice League has more issues. Okay. So if you did, I can't do math, and I certainly can't do math for inflation. Justice League probably wins in the comics. However, uh, we've only had one Justice League movie, and it's arguably a whiff. It's controversial at best. We've had one animated television show that's over a decade old. Teen Titans had the original animated television show, Teen Titans Go, which is DC Warner Animation's most successful DC mm-hmm. property show, that also spun out I'm an animated pause movie. You just right there, even <laughs> though I know you're on this That's good okay. <laughs> trend, because this is gonna be my one like rant, and I'm gonna try and keep it at that. But the the, the reason I stopped you at Teen Titans Go is a lot of people grew up on the Teen Titans before that, me included, yeah, yeah. and loved it. And I feel like Teen Titans Go got so much hate online from people out of the age range. Like so mm-hmm. many people who grew up on the first Teen Titans was like, not my Teen Titans, not my Teen Titans. And I get that you want something for you, but just go ahead and repeat what you just said about Teen Titans Go. Uh, what did I say? That it oh, was that their it spun mo- out. It's their most successful animated show and it spun out its own yeah. animated movie. So many people try and push this idea online that they keep pushing this bad Teen Titans Go. But if it's its most profitable, it seems like it's not as bad as we want to believe it is. I get you want the serious, mm-hmm. you know, dark Teen Titans uh, that we have, but that time's over. We had it and we enjoyed it. Now the kids that the demo that is watching that time slot is getting something they enjoyed. So lay off. Yeah, I mean we saw that with uh Shira and with Thundercats. And I like, mean that was and even Voltron more, even? Yeah, I'll say that was just straight up 
baloney uh just <laughs> with those because at least teen titans go, you know uh go we're like oh i know i know because i was mm-hmm. i'm of that same one but no one was watching shira like that like no disc on the original shira but the people who were complaining about it were not like shira, shira people right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, no, but show me I, the Shira figures. Show me the Shira posters. We saw that a lot with at least with Thundercats, where people oh, yeah. were like, "Not my animation." I'm like, "Come on!" Like we are. Why would they redo something they already did? Yeah, someone did a really good uh, post about it. Someone. Uh, and normally I hate long drawn out YouTube rants, mm-hmm. but this one happened to be on my side, and it worked. <laughs> but they pointed out that there was a dark Thundercats that they did, and it flopped. It did yeah. not do well. So what? So what are you asking for them to do the thing that didn't work again, or to try something fun? Which once again we just said Teen Titans Go is the most profitable Teen Titans. So now that makes you now now maybe that you're hearing facts, you'll understand why they went with that art direction because the kids that it's made for like it i was i was in that camp as well where i was like not my teen titans super mad like the original teen titans did the judas contract which is so great and like so monumental in comic book history like forget about teen titans history and i was like what is this nonsense but if you watch teen titans go it is excellent and they make dark side jokes which is a very deep cut and then if you go to any convention, you look around, there are tiny children dressed up like Raven and Beast Boy and Cyborg and all these characters that otherwise nobody cares about. And that's the power of that show. And mm-hmm. that's why it matters. And that's why it's important. And if you don't like it, then don't watch it. And you know, just, like we were saying earlier. And I want everyone who complained online, and me included, I, I felt it when I saw it mm-hmm. and I knew it was our fault. All our complaints are the reasons we got, and I know it's going to get bleeped. Batman. That's that's yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that was them being like, "Oh, y'all want a dark Teen Titans? All right, let's help you out." We did that. We yeah, did. for for people that don't know what you're referencing, Iffy. Oh, for people who don't know, it's there's the live the, action, yeah, the live action yeah. Titan. Titan show, which uh, you know, I feel got. It, it's funny because I'm in a weird place with that because I feel like. There is some hate to be deserved, but I also felt like it got too much hate. Like, I'm, like, right in the middle where it's like, well, let's calm down. But also, yeah, this is not looking <laughs> that great. But there, everyone knows Batman's code. He doesn't kill. We actually were talking about that not too long ago. Mm-hmm. There is a scene where Robin snaps someone's neck by stepping <laughs> on them. And someone says something like, Batman. And he goes... <laughs> Batman. They put it in the trailer when yeah. they announced DC Universe two years after they promised we were getting DC Universe. Also, what's funny is like, as much as people hated that, there were some people online who I saw was like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that was probably me. <laughs> I love it. But I'm I'm not trying to be a troll. I just like whenever people, people are going to get upset, whenever people take risks and do like a different take. But I understand... I understand why that doesn't always work. To me, I totally. just like when we're surprised. I like seeing the bizarro world. Yeah. Uh, I like the opposite. Like, I don't always want the same thing. I like seeing, like, what if this person did go off the deep end? I'm yeah. always like, yes, go off the deep end. But, and honestly, um, that's the true heart of comics because that's how you get things like Red Sun and mm-hmm. you get things like, you know, Old Man Logan. Like, do you, true. That's the, there, th- someone pointed this out to me a while ago when I really were, was reading capes and they were saying they stopped reading capes because they got too upset with canon and we stopped doing mm-hmm. like, these one-off fun things like all-star superman and all you think these all-star di- superman is fun uh, i mean <laughs> it's fun in the sense all-star superman made me like superman because i was me too. Uh, me too. anti-superman yep. Yep. and then when i saw but that side yeah oh yeah it makes issue six pa can't go down uh, Wait, how did you not like Superman? He was too perfect. Up? But you like Goku. He's, uh. Then he's dumb. Goku's dumb. You know what I'm saying? His flaw is that he has this childishness about him and that he does put people in danger because he wants to challenge himself. Superman is just perfect. He's smart. He's handsome. He is the the top of his job. He gets the girl. Right, like he can't apart. do anything wrong. He's not dumb. You know, like, so he is too perfect. But I could see where you would think, oh, with Goku, but Goku does have so many flaws that I'm constantly debating against online. Yes, <laughs> also, that I, I know remind you of. We're not here to talk about Superman, but when you are, um, I'm originally from Canada, so when you're not American, yeah. Superman is sort of held up. It's Superman and Captain America are held up as like these bastions of 
American identity. For sure. mm-hmm. So for me growing up, I was like, you can't like Superman. <laughs> I'm not American. Which is funny because he's like an immigrant, but yeah. yes. He, absolutely. <laughs> um, but I, I hadn't thought about that as a, an eight-year-old sure. or a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. I mean, I married a white guy from a farm in Kansas, so clearly yeah. I've come around with oh, yeah, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when I was in university, I went to the University of Ottawa, which is Canada's capital city. Um, I had a really good friend. Uh, he's actually on that YouTube show Wayne now. He's one of the twins. I haven't seen it. That's just the thing that people might know. He had a Superman belt buckle. And I was like, you're Canadian. You cannot wear that. And we <laughs> were like getting fights about that. But Superman is a difficult character for people to come around on, which is why I think Teen Titans, like I was saying, was so successful because they are deeply flawed. Oh, yeah. Um, Robin is the best among them. And Dick Grayson, as the best Robin, is a deeply flawed leader, but he grows up to lead the Justice League. So, that's yeah. So cool. let's get into the characters. So you brought up um, Dick Grayson. What would you say his personality for people that are just listening to this, uh, as far as like his motivation and his person? Yeah. So Dick Grayson is the OG Robin. Um, when he was first introduced, he's very much what you would think of as like the Burt Ward Robin from the uh, Adam West Batman. He's very like. Oh, gee, I'm the perfect sidekick and I'm enthused to be here. Like, he is the light to Batman's dark. And that evolves into a more interesting thing as the character goes along and he takes on the Nightwing identity, which happens during this new Teen Titans. Oh, wow. But the OG Teen Titans, which is funny, are not in the show notes, um, were started in 1964 as an answer to the Avengers um, and some of the first teams that Marvel was putting out. So it was Robin, Kid Flash, Aqualad, and Wonder Girl. And they only ran for a couple years in a bunch of backup stories because they weren't very good. And then they put them to bed until Wolfman and Perez, who, in my opinion, you can fight me online about it, are the greatest creative team in comics, um, created the New Teen Titans in the 80s. So that version of Robin is the very like plucky, golly gee, we're here to do our best, and that's all that they do. They fight like a bunch of kind of staros starfish monsters in a lot of their adventures but then later on um it's a it's all about when they bring on these new characters it's about stepping out of the shadow of your mentor Mm -hmm. uh which is why i think again they're flawed and people like that and robin in the beginning is a bad leader because he's a bit like the 80s were the beginning of super dick batman uh thanks frank miller where he's really mean and he like he actually punches nightwing in the face like in the early 2000s um and dick has a little bit of that kind of turn because he's trying to do all of this on his own and he has to learn to open up to everyone around him. And then he dates an alien for a while. So, But he's always the de facto leader. And then later on, there's different incarnations of the team. But always, there's always a Robin in charge. Mm-hmm. So like right now it's Damian Wayne, which makes me mad. But that's Wait, okay if people like why, why do you not like Damian Wayne? I... If I could undo one thing in comic book history... Oh, don't you dare. It would be Damian Wayne. <laughs> don't you dare. Damian Wayne... I love it because it was the, to me, it was the perfect wrench in Batman, even though Damian Wayne came at a tough time, which I can see why, because Damian Wayne came at the time where there was seven Bat comics. You had Batman, you had Nightwing, you had the black Batman, which I forget his name, Batwing. Batwing. And you had uh, Batgirl, Batwoman, and you had Batman Incorporated. Yeah. It was, there were so many bat comics and then they're like, oh, and there's Damien and you're like, all right, this is, there's too many bats. It was almost when it was claw season for Marvel when uh-huh. you had Dakin, which Dakin, I can, I, I, I love him and hate him at the same time. <laughs> but then you have Wolverine, X-23 and, and then they all had their own comics, a comic together. And then Wolverine had like three different comics. Yes. Uh, so I, I remember at that time being like, this is getting super expensive. But what I like about Damien is it is the ultimate challenge to him because it's like, okay, Batman has always had a Robin. But what if there's a Robin he can't just fire because it's his son and this person straight up mercs people? <laughs> uh, two things. Did you know that Wolverine means skunk bear? That's my favorite thing about Wait, Wolverine. What? Yeah. <laughs> skunk bear. So we have a joke um, on Geek History Lesson that Wolverine and all of his adopted children, because they're never like part of his actual, they're like a pride of illegitimate skunk bears because yeah. <laughs> they just like follow him around and sometimes they're yeah. trying to kill him. Um, and then I understand Damian Wayne narratively because you are presenting us with what if Bruce Wayne never had Alfred? And like yeah. that's that character exploration. But for me, Tim Drake is my favorite 
superhero. Oh my god. And gosh. Tim Drake is the best Whoa. Robin of all time. Like of that's all your time. favorite superhero. Yeah. And he goes on to be Red Hood, right? Red Robin. Red. Jason Todd is Red okay. Hood. Okay. There's so many Robins. There's like seven, uh depending on if you count Carrie Kelly or not. Oh man, you always got to count uh, Carrie Kelly. I always got to. Yeah. I used to find in when I was in university, I used to find the one guy at a party with a Batman shirt and get in an <laughs> argument. There's always one. There's always one. What? And you were the debate me person? Oh, yeah. And I would like scream <laughs> at them about how important Tim Drake Robin really? was. Really? Name seven of his records. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, I didn't, I was not popular. <laughs> it might shock you to Oh my learn. gosh, you used your nerddom for, for bad, yeah. but I respect it. Okay. I but so I, the I, reason I don't like Damien is because I think it is so powerful that Batman, even though he is so broken, um, becomes an adoptive father and I think giving him a biological son who we can never get rid of because he's his biological <laughs> son. I think for me, it sort of cuts the power of that narrative off at the knees. Yeah. But I've enjoyed him. I really enjoy him in Super Sons where he's against the new Superboy. Oh, I yeah. think that's really interesting. Um, but I would still undo him from going. <laughs> I cannot believe you, Ashley. <laughs> oh, I would super do him. <laughs> He's 13. <if> he... <laughs> okay, you know what I meant. My favorite representation of Dick Grayson is in Lego Batman, which is so fun. Why are you giggling? Uh, because that's the cutest one. I know, but it's the most Robin thing I can think of. Yeah, and was... it's so funny because Hector Navarro, who mm-hmm. we all know, oh, yeah. that's his favorite iteration mm-hmm. of Batman is Lego Batman. That's he a will ton go of to people's. Online. Sorry to yeah. cut you off, but it's, yeah. But, no, it's it's so perfectly, uh, I think, illustrated. Yeah, I didn't I, laugh because it's a bad thing. I laugh because it's just, it <laughs> seems me, like such a Danny movie. I think it's it interesting is. that, yeah, that you go for like the super innocent. Because mm-hmm. like for me, Dick Grayson, because I came up reading 90s comics, is like kind of the sexy Robin. Yep. And he should always be played by Matt Bomer, who he will never be able to be played I by know. because Matt Bomer is in Doom Patrol now. I used to want him to be Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> everyone to be Vegeta. Um, Yeah. Anyways. Fun fact about Doom Patrol. uh, Because Cyborg's in it, have you noticed? Um, That, okay. I really, one of my favorite things about the Justice League movie, uh, which I think you can also put under the Teen Titans as a great franchise banner because it does have Cyborg in it, is Ray Fisher as Cyborg. I think he's such a great live action Cyborg and he brings such humanity to that character where... um, and this is a slight spoiler because I heard this mentioned before the show started. The shows, the, the cartoons like to be like, I'm a robot. And you're like, but you're a real boy. Yeah. Like, it's not a Pinocchio scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I really, the, the one, th- I think Doom Patrol, I cannot believe it's any good. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Asterix except Cyborg. Yeah, so where well, they look like they glued a well, target mask to his face. Then maybe that was a good thing because <laughs> I auditioned for Cyborg and I, I was and, and that was a big moment for me because I told my manager years bef- before Justice League came out, I was like, it was when they first announced Titans, not the yeah. one that was on yeah, yeah. here, but that was when it was be, the TNT pilot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, you need to look into this. And I need to be cyborg. And my like, note to my manager is I need to be Tara. <laughs> oh, so that never happened. Uh-huh. Uh, and so then Smash cut to, and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I missed the opportunity. And I looked it up and Ray Fisher was cyborg. Because yeah, when yeah. I found out about Justice League, I was just getting ready. I was I like found out right after Ray Fisher was cast, but I didn't know he was cast yet. And I was like, Cyborg Mission Part Two, let's go. Yeah. And then I looked and they had Ray Fisher. And I was like, damn, I just can't be Cyborg. So then this Cyborg yeah. came. And then like, but look, looking at him, they wanted a much younger I think version. He, the character is 18 or 19. Yeah. Like he's oh, in, for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I, was, I, I don't think, uh, Joyvin Reed, I believe is the actor's name. I don't think he's bad. I just think, I don't understand why they didn't just make a Beast Boy because it's Beast Boy in the comics. Um, <laughs> I just think what they're doing with Cyborg is not, it's not what I want. Yeah. And the writing on it is very strange and I don't quite understand. I just need to say a side note about Ray Fisher though is that he played like a kid in college and he's in his 30s. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I saw him in True Detective and it did not register Where he that it like was like a grown up man. Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it took me honestly because I think I was looking up the cast, which by the way, if you didn't watch the season three of True Detective, it was so good. But like he was in it, it took me forever to register that that was him. Oh, he played yeah, a yeah. grown ass man with kids and stuff. I was like, what? It's also- yeah, I thought you were a college athlete. <laughs> A college athlete. <laughs> well, welcome to TV casting where we all still play teenagers. That's true. <laughs> um, but um, just to say one more weird thing about Ray Fisher. Um, 
when you realize how tall the whole Justice League cast is, it's really disconcerting. I met him and Ezra Miller at a convention once, and Ezra Miller is like fully six one, mm-hmm. and I thought he was my height. Yeah, and I'm five and a half feet tall. There, it's such a tall cast. It says here Ray Fisher is six three, and yeah. I can only imagine Gal Gadot is easily eight feet tall. Oh, and then they put her in heels, which is yeah. my only gripe with Wonder Woman. I was like, why is she at heels? Put her in um, boots. But she's not in the Teen Titans. Yeah. Sorry. Was that yes. A good continue. Um, yeah. Please continue on with letting us know the rest of the ca- uh, the rest of the main core of so, Teen Titans. Yes, the main core of Teen Titans is uh, Dick Grayson is the leader, Wally West, Kid Flash, aka the best Flash. Um, and we did a whole Kid episode Flash? on Flash oh, where we and, tackled yes, Kid Flash. Did. And I Sam was so said the proud. same thing. <laughs> and Sam was also team Wally West is the best Flash Kid Flash. Uh, which I thought was funny because Sam and I fight about that sometimes. Oh, okay. So <laughs> then I guess that's not what he said. No, yeah, I, I just, wonder what he, what is his normal go-to? Uh, he, usually when we argue, it's, he likes Barry Allen a lot. Yeah, he likes okay. Barry, Barry Allen. Barry Allen was his intro one. character, so I get yeah. that. Like your intro is usually, it's like your first doctor. Like that's yeah. the person who's most important to you. Um. Uh, Roy Harper, um, Arsenal slash um, Baby Red Arrow is often a member of the team who quits partway through. Donna Troy, Wonder Girl, uh, Gar Logan, Aqualad. And then in the new Teen Titans cast, they add Cyborg, Raven, Beast Boy, who's sometimes called Changeling, um, and Starfire. And then Raven, but Raven, as we all know, becomes that sort of complicated yeah. Bad guy in the most important story arc of all time, the Judas Contract. But the 80s team was cool because they did all those original legacy characters, but they married these new characters in, and it's become the defining role of like Cyborg, Beast Boy, Raven, Starfire is their involvement with the Titans, even though Cyborg has graduated to be in the Justice League now. Yeah. And whenever they've tried to do just an original team, like in the 90s, Dan Jorgens, legendary Superman murderer, um, and a creator and writer came on. He did an all-original Teen Titans, and that book flopped. It's one of the only Teen Titans books that's sort of been canceled. Oh, wow. And since then, it's always been a mix of legacy characters and original characters, even though there were some really great characters on that team who got co-opted into later teams. Uh, and I think it's really interesting that that balance that they found in the 80s has been what's informed all of the versions of the team going forward. Yeah, our friend uh, uh, Tara Strong is a voice of Raven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Tara. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. She she got to, vo- it's always cool when you get to play your namesake. You yeah. Know? I think it's spelled differently, but that's okay. I was actually bummed that in the current Young Justice cartoon that she's not the voice of uh, Tara. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I get it. It's a new universe. You got to have, it's like every time uh, Curry Payton is not the voice of Cyborg, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> Why is this Michael B. Jordan? I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> We have to take a really quick break and then we're going to hop more into Teen Titans right after this. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. 
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We are back. And actually, before we got into some of our favorite Teen Titans moments, Iffy, I know you have a moment that you talked about on the Daily Zeitgeist, which is really funny. It's so (laughs) funny because, like, it was a moment I totally forgot about, but then remembered when I saw it. And it was was actually a pretty cool episode where, like, you know, it kind of... tried to deal with racism because it was talking about racism in Starfire's uh, family. And he was like, oh, I d- definitely know about that. And he was like, oh, you you know about being judged because of the color of your skin or because of how you look? And he was like, yeah, I'm a robot. <laughs> and it's so that. great <laughs> because cause it, it, it definitely <laughs> gets so close. And I could definitely be just see the network note of being like nah pull that back just say it's because he's a robot <laughs> can I ask you um, what is potentially an, an ignorant white person question that you're under no real onus to answer but I'd like to ask oh, yeah. you as, yeah, go a, ahead. as an African American person how do you feel about booyah as a catchphrase oh you know I didn't care it seemed like yeah yeah it, it, because it seemed like one of those things was like he's saying something cool yeah. but we don't want to make anything like you know seem like it's because he's black you know because <laughs> when he said it in justice league like i was really excited yeah. and then i saw a bunch of people who i respect and who i i look to for guidance because as not a person of color i don't know yeah. um got really mad about it and i was like oh i just thought it was like really cool that he said the catchphrase yeah i think uh, yeah i i think some uh, you know not a diss on them but some people are just like Ah, hypersensitive of what one way would be taken, but I feel like the only way to have taken that was that it was a callback to something he always said in Teen mm-hmm. Titans. Yeah, just like in X Men when he says, "I'm the Juggernaut, bitch." Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's like I don't uh, to like and four chan cheer yeah. across the world. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like to like you know take that in any other way. I, I you know I I think there's more to unpack. You know, it's just I don't. No, I don't agree. I don't even agree that you could really take issue. I don't want to control how anybody feels about anything. But there, I feel like there's a level to now there's there's this social currency to find the things wrong yeah. uh, that are not woke. And it leads to people just jumping to stuff when they might have like, even if they didn't like it, be like, all right, that's kind of whack and move on. But now that you can get likes, retweets mm-hmm. and clicks, it, it, it kind of encourages you more to kind of lean into something you might have just let go. Okay, yeah. so I'm allowed to like it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> so, Ashley, what are some of your favorite Teen Titans moments? So, I've mentioned the Judas Contract repeatedly. The Judas Contract is the Terra betrayal of the team to Slade Wilson in oh, yeah. the comics. Um, it's much creepier because she's 16. She's sleeping with Slade, who's like... 185 years old by that point because he's kind of a super soldier. Didn't Buffy also do that though? That kind she, of Buffy, kind, <laughs> of, um, kind of every franchise. Wolverine, with a young, anyone that yeah. vulnerable female mm-hmm. in it slept with that. you know the typical story sleeps with a 108 year old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> teenage girl. Yeah. You know, um, falls for a vampire. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but that's so that's huge, and it's been there's been a version of it in every single Teen Titans storyline, including. Teen Titans Go, they made a standalone animated DC movie, not in the continuity of the shows about that as well. It's rumored to be the plot of Teen of Titans Season 2. That always comes to mind for me. There's an episode of Teen Titans Go where 
Robin is really mad that the Titans aren't working hard enough, which is an echo to a lot of uh, past storylines. And so he just makes a team of other Robins. Uh, and I as remember a, that one. Yeah. That was good. And he does it by saying, caca! And then they Love all it. come in the windows. And as, as you do. As a as a, a, a Robin stand that speaks to my heart. Carrie Kelly's in that. Tim Drake is in that. He's got like bangs across his face and he's all mad. And then um, a very golden age Dick Grayson is like, golly gee, I'm here to help. My favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that stands out to me. I wish I could say literally anything from the Titans show, um, but it's escaping me right now. And I really love the second generation of the team that Jeff Johns introduces in uh, the early aughts, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. Tim Drake leads that team. Cyborg, Raven, and Starfire are mentors. And there's a moment at the end of their first arc where the Justice League basically shows up to tell these Teen Titans that they've done a bad job. And then Dick Grayson like comes down from the sky in his <laughs> really sexy Nightwing suit and is like, no, Bruce, they're doing great. Like He kind of bestows the the team mantle onto them and I really really love that as well that That's always so sticks out to me Dick's always showing up to be like Bruce you need to like just calm yeah. down that reminds me of I know that reminds me of um <laughs> I love cliched scenes like that because it reminds me of the end of a Cinderella story where Chad Michael Murray uh, his dad is his coach mm -hmm. and um he like leaves the field and he his dad is like Austin you're throwing away your dream. <laughs> and Chad Michael Murray turns back to him and he's like, no, dad, I'm throwing away yours. Oh <laughs> he walks off. How old was Chad Michael Murray when he shot that <laughs> movie? Know. He's probably in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> I just love anytime there's corny. I am such a, I, but the funny thing is, okay, because in some of these and in some of these live action superhero films, a mm -hmm. lot of people have been like, I hate how corny the dialogue is. Yeah. And I'm like, have you literally read a comic? Comics have the corniest dialogue ever. But comics also in, in, in Capes and Tights, especially like it deals in archetypes and it deals in broad strokes. And like particularly in D.C., it's very heavy mythology uh, Greek tragedy, right. hero's journey. Like yeah. so, we're not dealing in subtleties most of the time, unless you're reading something like All Star Superman, yeah, or, or or anything that the Almighty Grant Morrison has bestowed upon this <laughs> earth that we are not worthy of. You know, most of the time you're dealing in like broad strokes. There's a great in season four of the OG Teen Titans cartoon. That's when the Raven and Beast Boy romance really gets going, and yeah. I love it so much. And she hugs him once, and he freaks out, and he gets like the big pseudo anime eyes because it was one of the first cartoons that they animated in Korea, but mm -hmm. uh, wrote here. And she's like, "I'm I'm not sad. I'm just really weird, and no one tries to understand." And like she tells Beast Boy how much she appreciates him and how much she really likes him, and that's very cheesy. Like you would see that in any CW show, but I think when you have characters with the stakes of saving the world, maybe you earn. Uh, a couple heavy-handed dialogue oh, yeah. I mean, for sure. I'm just saying, but like when I look at, let's say, Spider-Man, like, I mean, that has some of the cheesiest dialogue Absolutely. and it works for uh, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it works for a lot of these teen characters, I feel like. Especially with the stereotype, right? Um, Danny and I have talked about this in the past that like teens are silly and they're verbose and they use slang. And when you give it to people who haven't been teens in a minute oh, yeah. to write, sometimes it comes out looking like, oh, I've seen this before. I saw this in uh, Lizzie McGuire or in Kim Possible mm -hmm. or in like every other teen thing that we've ever experienced. Yeah, I was telling her before we recorded that I was writing on the show and they had the young teenage son say something about like, yeah, my, me and my squad. I'm like, he wouldn't say that. Make the dad say that because then it sounds like funnier if the yeah. dad's like, hey, trying to hang out with your squad and the kid's just like, no, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, stop embarrassing me. Yeah. But yeah, it is funny when you have older people writing for mm -hmm. teens and they think that, yeah. Which I get it. That's often what happens because uh, the I think the one of the only shows that ever did that was Skins. I don't think anyone in the writer's room could be older than 21. Ooh. But for the most part, like, it is adult people producing this all-ages yeah. content. <laughs> Please hire me to write on T-Titans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're young and hip, everyone at this table right now. Yes, exactly. Well, Ashley, if people wanted to get into Teen Titans, where would you, I mean, what would you recommend that they pick up? Oh, man, the easiest thing that they could do is truly watch the original cartoon. Yeah. Um, it's the one that's most heavily steeped in the mythology. So if you want something that's like a little more ongoing, a little more reminiscent of the comics, you can get that on the DC Universe app. Um, you can also get it lots of other places on the internet if you are into uh, creative uh, consuming of your content. 
Not that any of us here justify or legitimize something like that. I would also recommend uh, they have really great Omnibuy, which are like the big, heavy, yeah. we can do arm curls with them, collections of the new Teen Titans. That's the 80s series. That was the number one comic for 12 years. Those are my two recommendations on where to start. Um, or if I can be really shameless, um, my podcast, Geek History Lesson, we have a two-part, almost three-hour series on the Teen Titans that Dang. I teach. So if you want this in macrocosm, uh, go Google that because it's from a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to say that I um, recently bought George Perez's omnibus of Wonder Woman, speaking of George so Perez. So good, mm-hmm. which is from like right around that same era. He draws my favorite uh, women's hair in all of comics. Yeah. <laughs> He also has a great run on the Avengers in the 90s with Kurt Busiek, if you like his art. And uh, recently retired from comics, so thank you. So thank being, you in, the teen, work. being yeah. in the Teen Titans world, who do you, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, this might just be the where I'm at online, but I feel like a lot of people gravitate towards Beast Boy. Yeah. Like that's like their favorite. Do you Who do you feel like, because you're more heavily steeped in, in that fandom, like who do you often see as people's, who would you, how would you rank them or like as most popular? Um, I think Raven is probably the most popular. She's the most obviously outsider-y character. It's tougher with the comics, right? Because you have these legacy characters. Like Robin is obviously going to be the most popular just in terms of his imprint yeah, he's, uh, in the yeah, larger yeah, yeah. pop cultures, I guess. Right. But I, of sort of the new Teen Titans, I would say it's like, Raven, Beast Boy, and people like Beast Boy because he's got the yucks, uh, Starfire, Cyborg. But Cyborg also occupies this really interesting position now where he's become representative of um, this sort of diversity movement that we've had post-New 52, which is when they were like, damn, the Justice League is all white. What can we do about this? Okay, Wonder Woman is a woman of color, I guess, because we color her slightly more brown than everyone else and uh, promote Cyborg. So he sort of embodies this wave even before the movies of DC being like more aware and there's obviously a lot of work to go. So like, I don't think he's necessarily as popular, but I think he's one of the more impactful characters. But I think in terms of popularity, it's definitely Beast Boy and Mm -hmm. Raven at the top. And they're a huge ship as well. So that works out really nicely. Yeah. Yeah. There's some spicy scenes. Especially when they get uh, to be adult people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Like in the Titan storyline. Yeah. If you like that, there are great comics to be had. (laughs) So uh, have you watched a lot of Teen Titans Go? Uh, uh, Yes. Now I have. No, I didn't watch it. I mean, it's still airing. I didn't watch a lot of it live. It took me a long time because I'm a grumpy old person to be convinced that it was any good. Same here. That's how it worked for me. I, uh, you know, I was the same, like, not my Teen Titans, but I also was like, layoff is just not for me. Yeah. And then as clips kind of start trickling online through Tumblr Mm -hmm. and all that, I kind of like, I think what really turned me around to it was that really self-aware episode they have had where they like dipped back into the old Teen Titans style uh and kind of teased the, (laughs) basically teased the fans who were mad about this new style. And I thought it was pretty great. And I think I sat down in maybe one or two episodes and really enjoyed them. The movie uh, does that as well in soft promises that Mm -hmm. we're going to get maybe on the DC streaming service that we're going to get more of that. Oh, wow. I don't know. All of the Teen Titans Go content used to be on Hulu. I think it might not be anymore because I don't understand the DC app. I think everything is on that app Yeah, Yeah, I think they probably pulled everything. Um, But a bunch of people on Tumblr actually started pointing out some of the continuity points. And I kept seeing that they have a stuffed dark side who sits against their couch. And I was like, that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> what is that about? And yeah. then, yeah, I started watching the episodes. And there is a continuity to it. That's really funny. I think their version of Trigun, who is Raven's demon father, mm-hmm. who I mm, I think is voiced by Kevin Michael Richardson. But if that's wrong, I'm really sorry. Um, I think that's really funny. And I think the more time you spend with a show, it's like when you watch King of the Hill. King yeah. of the Hill, uh, I used to watch because it was on after The Simpsons. And I was like, this sucks. This is boring. It grows this on is you. not funny. And then the more you watch mm-hmm. it, you're like, this is really good. It's... And Teen Titans Go is very that. Um, and if people haven't checked it out. Kevin Michael Richardson's, you're right. Thank you. Thank you for looking on your magic phone. Hey. I have a laptop in front of me that I did not use Google on. <laughs> Don't worry. I got the uh, new iPhone S Max Plus. So, you know, I can search for stuff real quick. I know you got a really slick case on it, too. No, yeah. You know. I like to keep it woodsy. Yeah, so people on Instagram ask Iffy what his phone case looks like. I can't take a picture of it. I'm sorry. (laughs) You do a nice mirror selfie. I follow you on Instagram. That's That's your thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so my thing. (laughs) (laughs) 
I was going to say, that's my purse. I don't know you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Someone compared, um, just the sidebar really quick, um, a person from a very famous MAGA photo to Bobby Hill. And then in the next tweet, they were like, I can't do that to Bobby Hill. He's so sweet and innocent. (laughs) People are always sending me because there's this artist that does... Um, it'll be like DBZ. It'll be the king of the hill. It'll be like Bobby as like trunks or something. What? Like, oh yeah, I should show it to you. Please do. Yeah. And like Peggy as Bulma. All right. We have to uh, take, take a, a quick ooh. break. We're gonna get into. We didn't tackle um, their powers, so I wanted to talk a little bit about, oh, about yes. their powers nice. um, as well as the future of Teen Titans. Right after this. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. And we're back. Yeah, let's tackle their powers really quick. So starting off with, um, let's start with Beast Boy. Okay, I'm really sorry that we've made it this far and I've just spoken like everybody knows all of these characters because <laughs> everyone in the room with me knows these characters. It's all good. Um, Beast Boy, who is sometimes called Changeling, was, mm, depending on the continuity, uh, let's just say afflicted by something in the jungle because his parents were explorers and turned green, was poisoned, and given the powers to transform into any animal he wants. So those are his powers. Uh, And sometimes in the shows, also dinosaurs. Yeah. Because why not? And then Raven? Raven is half demon in most of the continuities. Her father is Trigon. She is effectively a portal into Azeroth, which is a demon hellscape. And that also allows her to fly because of reasons and to project um, like Sue Storm energy bubbles that are usually colored black. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have like nothing really to do with her powers uh, or, or like the base of her powers, but that's the thing that she has, energy bubbles. And I guess we would say Robin. Uh, he's really rich. Yeah, I know. I, well, I really almost started smart. with Robin. I'm like, wait a second. Um, yeah, his his power is what is it called? Influenza. Being an orphan. Affluenza. What is it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Affluenza. Affluenza. Um, Dick Grayson's 
specifically is um, an, a trained acrobat. Yes, thank you. Uh, Jason Todd. He's flexible. Yeah, very flexible. Um, also in his sexuality, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Jason Todd was murdered. That's his superpower. Uh, <laughs> Tim Drake is the smartest character in the DC universe other than Lex Luthor, Batman, and Mr. Terrific, who are the three smartest characters in the DC universe. Um, Damien is a trained ninja, so I guess those are how they're all different. Yeah. No one asked for that. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so Cyborg. <laughs> yeah, so Cyborg suffered an injury, and in the original continuity, his super smart dad builds him cybernetic implants uh, that he actually has to go and get changed out because he's still growing because he's quite young when he has this injury. Um, later on, he's fused with a mother box. They effectively do the same thing. So he has a form of technopathy. He has... Um, a sonic cannon. Sometimes he's a boom tube, and he has heightened uh, scanner and like retinal senses because he's got a nice cyborg eye. Starfire, alien princess. Um, mostly flight, invulnerability to things like an atmosphere because she can fly in space and breathe. Mm. Uh, star bolts that she shoots from her hands, and then the grossest of all powers. Uh, she can learn your language and all of your skills by either making out or having intercourse with you. And I think that's icky. Oh, and she's descended from cats. Her her race of people, the Tamaranians, they're descended from cats the way that humans are descended from apes, which is supposed to be why she's so sexual and why we draw her because in. What is cats up with DC? <laughs> Someone at DC wants to bang a cat because between that and Catwoman and there's... Well, there, also have, there's Tickle, right? Yeah. Uh, the familiar. <laughs> well, I remember way back, you probably can't find it. You probably can. I don't want to say you can't because people are going to look for it and find it. But I used to uh, have my own blog called mm-hmm. That Black Nerd because I would not let Andre have The Black Nerd. So I was like, <laughs> I got to be That Black Nerd. And then I eventually gave up when people were tagging me. Was it a live journal? Uh, no, it was a WordPress. And it nice. was thatblacknerd.com. And like I even was able to get like press access to Comic-Con. I did an interview mm-hmm. with uh, the creator of Tokidoki for this Marvel collab. It was real cool, but it was just a little bit, uh, I just didn't have, I'm a type B person and running a blog, you need to be type A to really be on top uh-huh. of it. So I eventually noped out. But uh, there was, during the New 52, there were a lot of articles I wrote defending a lot of the things people hated. There was a and, lot of good that came out. The New 52 yeah. saved DC as oh, well. Yeah. Well, there was that big cat woman hate that came out yes, because she, yeah. because of literally exactly what we're talking mm-hmm. about. And my girlfriend at the time really loved it and really, so I was like, here's the female perspective mm-hmm. on why it's uh, dope. And I had her write the whole article. And uh, I and I had a big thing, and I still stand by this. People got mad that Amanda Waller got like sexy mm-hmm. and my uh and I actually defended that until this day I still believe it was a good point is uh because it's like black women aren't allowed to be sexy in things like mm-hmm. yeah, like Amanda Waller like everyone's like oh it's good because she's a big woman's like yeah no there's always a big black woman in a thing that's but she's also literally, like aggressively yeah. desexualized in her yeah, character design exactly and I was like it 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 goes back to Mammy they they mm-hmm. they had a Mammy on a on in the comics so when they made her sexy that was one time that they made someone sexy that I welcomed it because you don't get black women don't get to see themselves portrayed as desired in comics so that was the one time I was like and it probably wasn't on purpose they probably weren't thinking what I'm thinking but that was a good move, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was it was just so funny to see all these dudes be like, oh, it, 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 you know, it's body positive. It's like you shut up, you don't care <laughs> about body positive. Me, you, like you can't argue with me about this and then defend the new Starfire in that same voice, yeah. dude. It it was I I had lots of problems with it. Yeah, they do Starfire real dirty in the new film. Oh my god, so dirty! It was like wow, because like what we're saying now is just like. I don't know how they did it in the classic one, but it was. But she kind of always had this sex appeal to her, and then well, and in, she's tall and she's busty, mm-hmm. and that's why she hooks up with Dick. And yeah. she works as a model because no one notices she's orange. Yeah, I know that was weird. <laughs> they but make then, her in the New Fifty Two. They make her because originally she was a princess who was dethroned by her sister and like sort of exiled. In the New Fifty Two, they make her a sex slave. <sighs> 
who escapes her planet where she was also like it gets really bad and still only communicates with sex it's like very like i felt gross and i'm probably one of the horniest nerds out there and i felt gross reading it uh that's too bad because in 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 that red hood and the outlaw series it's drawn by kenneth rockefort so like the art is so oh yeah that's why i was like oh i might be into this and then i read it was like no i'm not into this yeah (laughs) Uh, but uh, let's talk before we talk about the future. You said you did peep a little bit of the Titans live action series. I let's get some in- initial thoughts. <laughs> I made it about halfway through. I made it to the Jason Todd episode. What's that like? Five or six? Right. Doom Patrol's four. Look, I'm not. I'm not going to Google anything. Until Swamp Thing. I Swamp Thing actually got me excited, views. and apparently Doom Patrol's good. You know, I was a little Doom hurt. So I'm gonna I'm gonna finally jack in, but I haven't started DC Universe yet until now. Yeah, uh, I'm sure someone will give you a press code if you email them. Oh, yeah, I, no I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all for getting free stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> I knew from the pictures it was not going to be for me, and like we talked at the top. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I knew from some of the casting choices that it was not going to be to my taste. And then I definitely knew from the F Batman clip that it was going <laughs> to not be to my taste. Um, he's just, that's not my Dick Grayson. And for me, a Teen Titans team lives or dies on Robin. Uh, the thing I really like about the show is I like making Raven the POV character. I actually really like that she dreams, she has this vision of the death of the Flying Graysons. Like I thought the framing device of that pilot episode um, was pretty good. I, I'm not really into the pacing of the show. I think it's very slow. Like if your show is called Titans, we need to see the Titans in the pilot, in my opinion, not in episode four, in my opinion. Um, I think Ryan Potter's great as Beast Boy. Uh, he was the voice of Hero in Big Hero 6, and oh, nice. he was campaigning to be Tim Drake in live action for a long time. Oh, that's tight. He has an amazing stunt reel where he's fighting with a bow staff, and he's like, look, I can be Tim Drake. Um, so I was really thrilled that he was involved in the team at all. I don't know why we couldn't just have had an Asian-American Dick Grayson. We made him Beast Boy. That's fine. I think he's really lovely. I think the Hawk and Dove story was interesting, but... I didn't watch past episode five, so perhaps that lets people know how I truly felt about yeah. it. <laughs> what was it about episode five that like made you nope out? I said I was going to watch until Jason Todd was introduced. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then Jason Todd was introduced. And you're like, bye. Uh, yeah, and, and I actually think they did a decent job with Jason Todd, but then he, spoiler alert, doesn't stick around. And you're and I, like, peace. Well, I get it because Dick is in the middle of what I think is going to be an inevitable evolution into Nightwing, but then who does Jason Todd become? So, you, yeah. you know, you can't. So, so it's Jason Todd not as Red uh, Red Hood. Well, he's not Red Hood right until after the Joker beats him to death with a crowbar and mm. then he gets thrown in a Lazarus. And so, pit. this all takes place before that, though. I guess. <laughs> because my because my only gripe with Jason Todd would have been if like if we got F Batman Robin, that kind of takes the wind out of Red Hood's sails. Right. Um and, and I like I like a Dick Grayson who's like not as much of a golly G, but also Dick Grayson, in my opinion, because it's only just my opinion, I don't want to take anything away from anyone yeah. who likes it, um, would never say F Batman. Well, He's that's... the one Robin who would never, like, that's a Jason Todd move. Exactly. And that was my gripe with that. So mm-hmm. me and you are back, even though you want to get rid of Damien. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's because, more Damien for you. <laughs> because because I, love, I love that's your thing. It's like, you don't like it? More for me. I don't yeah, like yeah. it? More for you. Uh, <laughs> but, like... Dick Grayson worships Batman. So when I heard mm-hmm. that line, I already noped out. And I was like, and once again, I'm the same way. I have no qualms with anyone who's like jamming on it. Yeah, I will yeah. never say not like the thing you like. I, you, that Those words will never come out of my mouth. And don't take it that way. If you're like liking it and it's like, hey, should I not like this? Because no. no, enjoy it. Enjoy good things. I think Pacific Rim is one of the most perfect movies ever made. Uh, it's the and best people, dumb movie ever. It's it's <laughs> it, it's sorry. It promised me a robot. I mean, a monster getting beat up by a giant robot with a freighter <laughs> ship as a bat. And what did I get when I went in? A giant robot beating a monster with a freighter ship. You barely get your promises kept in movies these days, and I was happy with it. I honestly didn't know that people didn't like Batman and Robin. I think I've said that before on this podcast. <laughs> yes. The Schumacher movie? Yeah, like is I that didn't... the nipples one? 
Yeah. And okay. I didn't, because I saw it when I was little and I'm like, yeah. oh, this is, it literally was like, if you're watching as a kid, it's like a, a comic book come to life. Exactly. It's so colorful. Also the closest like, to a Nightwing suit stunts. we've ever had on screen. Yeah. <laughs> dumb stunts. You have Uma Thurman as like Mae West, you know, but you have like Arnold. I was like, this is so, we have, um, you know, Alicia Silverstone who was coming off of Clueless. Mm-hmm. Like I was, oh my gosh, it was my jam. I didn't realize that that was not a good movie. <laughs> I, well, it's so but funny your taste because as a child it should not be held against yeah. you. <laughs> also, I, I stick to it to this day. I feel like you hit the nail on the head, and it's why it's what I admire about it, and also why it's bad is that it's the only comic book movie that wasn't afraid to try and be a comic book movie. And mm-hmm. then we found out that comic books shouldn't be movies. <laughs> well, that, that's the tough thing too, and and people and I've done it too. Like we gripe about oh, this is called Civil War, but it's not Civil War. Yeah. Um, or that they don't pull enough from the comics, but the two mediums are so different and they operate on such different playing fields that it, it is apples and oranges in a lot of way. But when you are pulling from such, like Batman has 82 years of source material, yeah. like that's a long and storied history. And whether or not, I don't follow continuity. Like I believe in making your own continuity. Um, and making your own headcanon, like, you cannot tell me that Tim Drake was never Robin, <laughs> which is what Rebirth is trying to tell me. They're wrong. Um, but when you when you have that wealth of knowledge, it's hard when you don't get exactly what you want translated on screen, which yeah. is not what I got for t- The Robin suit looks great, mm-hmm. and there's some really excellent fights in it. And if that's enough to carry you through a show, you'll dig it. It's enough to carry me through Arrow. Yeah. I've watched all seasons of Arrow, and it's mostly because I want Stephen Amell to hit something and then take <laughs> a shirt off, and the show delivers on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that that is uh, such a great point. Just like, hey, sometimes you just need simple things like yeah. a giant robot hitting a monster with a freighter boat. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes I want Dick Grayson to have good posture and the live action show won't give me that. But that that is a good point. And this is kind of how even though we're closing out talking about Marvel on a DC show, that is like something because that was like a gripe of Civil War. Mm-hmm. And it's like you the, there isn't enough time or money in the world to get the amount of people in the original Civil War on the silver screen because that was so many <laughs> oh, comics. Yeah. And I, also, the one thing that kind of grounded me that I thought about, for someone who started in the MCU who didn't read the comics, that was crazy to them. Uh-huh. That was, to see these people who they seen work together for all these movies fight each other, that was as insane as seeing Goliath get blasted in the chest by Robo Thor. You know? Oh, good point. I forgot about Robo Thor. Oh yeah, I remember because <laughs> that's that why was Thor was beefing years. hard. Yeah, he came back and he had a heavy beef with Iron Man. It was real. It was a real cool thing. <laughs> I like to delete a lot of the pre-Jason Aaron. everything between the Simonsons and Jason Aaron Thor doesn't exist in my brain. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, I, you know, I don't want to. And I feel like this is going to be another episode where people are tweeting at us. It should have been longer. Uh, we only have so much time with our wonderful guests. Where can people find you, Ashley? You can find me all over the internet at Ashley V. Robinson. The V is very important. Ashley Robinson is a WNBA player. I don't want to fight for SEO. She's very tall. Uh, you can find my podcast with Danny has been on. And now I can guilt Iffy into being on. Oh, you don't have to guilt me. I'll do that for free. Good. Uh, I don't have your email address. <laughs> Right, well, I have to give it to you. <laughs> At uh, com, we just dropped our 250th episode Holy crap. on Dr. Doom this week, assuming this is coming out the week that we're recording it. Is it coming out next week? Uh, no, it's coming out the next week. Our episode is Geek, uh, Game of Thrones. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. We just dropped our Game of Thrones today or last week, if you're listening. Heck to yeah, because all um, responsible podcasts bank their episodes and we record them ahead of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I don't know. Uh, Google me. And. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're enjoying uh, the Echo Bee commercial that I'm in right now. Dope. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm on the internet. I'm a dilettante. <laughs> I'm at Ms. Danny Fernandez. Um, oh, yeah. Check out our Tee Public site. We yeah. love seeing y'all in merch. And we've been adding more and more merch up in there. So it's tpublic.com slash nerdificent. Um, please watch my show that's on Verve. It's a wizarding show. It's called Live from WZRD. It's really funny. It has a lot of comedians on it. And if enough people watch it, we get to have another season. And um, and then if he can actually come on because he was too busy when we were filming. <laughs> also, it's really, really good. So you should watch Yeah, it's it. really funny. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah. fun come through. being dumb. It's a fun show. And you know me, it's your boy, if you wide away, I-F-Y-N-W-A-D-I-W-E on Twitter and Instagram, if D's on Twitch. The nerd fam gang is so strong. Y'all, I have had the most subs ever because y'all have come through and gave me those Twitch Prime subs. 
Just remember to come through every month because until uh, Amazon Prime adds auto renew or an option to do it, you're going to have to come back. And that means you got to hang out with me and you already know I'm playing Siege. Uh, but besides that, we do have a Discord, discord.gg slash salt squad, where we drop, uh, we have people talking about episode discussions. We have a nerdy section where people are doing cosplays and painting their uh, miniatures and showing off cool things like that and just generally talking about everything we talk about here and Fleck even goes ahead and drops all the footnotes in the stuff we talk about channel so you don't even have to click whatever you're listening to this on and scroll and do all that yourself because we take care of that for you thank you to all my mods and all the salt squad salt fam and all the nerd fam who tweets at us we love keeping this conversation Yay. going online can't thank y'all enough. We've been going for one year. We didn't talk about it last episode, Happy but we've been birthday! yeah, we've been going for one year, and I this is the best thing I started last year. Uh, and uh, I'm glad no, you Dad, I'm throwing away you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's getting late. So as always, everybody, stay nerdy. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.